I find a lot of the time in this industry, um, you know, a lot of bloggers and, you know, even girls in the magazines and stuff, everybody looks so perfect all the time. And, uh, you know, for me, that, that was just never really that relatable. Like, I'm not perfect. I get breakouts. I've got oily skin. I, yeah. you know, struggle with everyday things that everyday people struggle with. And so I was like, well, I'm not going to hide any of this like I'm a completely normal human so um you know and it's the best way that I can help other people is to be as real as possible and to show everything that I go through. Hello and welcome to another episode of Beauty Boss the podcast about all things beauty and beyond. I'm Jackie from the team at Girlfriend and as always I'm joined by the darling Alana. Ahoy. It's <laughs> twice I've gone for an ahoy now. True. Gotta, true. gotta switch up my greetings. Each week we will bring you an interview with one of the biggest names in the industry and find out everything there is to know about them and their careers. But we'll also be delving beyond skin deep to find out how they've learned to embrace their own unique beauty. Yep, yep, yep. And today we've got the amazing Nakia Joy. She is such a darling. She is a joy. (laughs) Pun intended, I hope. We've also got our holy grails as per usual, but this week we are going rogue. We've dropped our fail because we want to chat with you guys about something that's been playing on our minds. It's much to discuss. We have to get into it, but first, Jackie, I need to know what your holy grail of the week is. Yes. So, you know how much I'm a big fan of face masks? Love them. Love them Mm. all. Give them all to me. Mm. I have recently tried go-to skincare. It's my first time and I feel a little bit ashamed because it's been out for a while now. I also haven't actually tried it yet. Oh, my God. It's really good. I love Zoe. Mm. I have a deep respect for her. (laughs) So I'm super ashamed that I haven't tried it. But I tried the sheet mask. I haven't heard great reviews from my big-faced gals just because – it didn't – the sheet didn't cover completely all of their But it covered Hamish's face. at the Logies. That's what I Does said. he have a small head? Maybe. Is this an exclusive? Maybe. Did we crack something? I think we have. This is an exclusive. You heard it here first. <laughs> Hamish Blake has a small head. <laughs> so sheet masks, nine bucks, super affordable. And as all sheet masks are, super soppy and wet. It grosses some people out. But I, I, I'm with you. I love how – Wet. Wet it is. (laughs) And I am a small-faced gal. It fit perfectly. I had no overhang. It was just like it was made personally for for me, Jackie May. It was was amazing. It was a custom-built face mask. That's what it felt like. (laughs) Um, The packaging was hilarious. I was in the bath while I applied it. So I was reading the description on the back on the back of the package, sorry. And it was just lovely. It was funny. I chuckled. The ingredients were like I could understand all of them, which makes me happy, you know, trying to use more natural ingredients in my beauty regime. I love it. Five out of five. Could not fault. Stunning. You need to try it. Okay. <laughs> well, I was naughty. Uh, I was killing time Mm. on the weekend and I went into Mecca. And as you know, Jacqueline, I'm always on the hunt for the perfect palette to travel with, but not just an eyeshadow palette. I want something that's a face palette and an eye palette, but most of the time they're kind of crappy. The products aren't always that pigmented or Mm -hmm. one product's good in it, but the rest of the palette's kind of crap and whatever. I walked into Mecca Mm -hmm. and NARS had their summer lights palette because they've released two for the US summer. Yeah, yeah. They're $90. 
but <laughs> it's a bronzer, a highlighter, and four eyeshadows. Mm. It's got a huge mirror. Positive. Love so mirror. So I'm like, this is actually perfect. I'm using it at the moment. The bronzer is a touch light, which is perfect for me because I'm a V-pale gal. <laughs> you are, especially um, in these winter months. If you're a tan lady, the bronzer is not going to work for you. It's like a face powder. It's very pale. But it's beautiful. The highlighter is subtle, but you can build it up. Three shimmer eyeshadows and yeah. one matte. So basically everything you need for like a day-to-day go-to palette. Yeah, yeah. Just a bronze natural look. I'm addicted. <gasps> it's so good. I've been wearing it every day. So you found your travel palette? I found my travel palette. Now I just need to bring like a blush and then face concealer, foundation, mascara. There's a lot of other stuff to pack, but the basics are there. (laughs) The basics are there. So are you talking about a five out of five here? It's a five out of five. I'm addicted. Look at us. What a great week. We're on fire. We're onto some winners this week. Should we swap? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, let's. Okay. So let's talk about the big gossip today. Not our fail. No, the big chat. Yes. So. Jackie and I were talking about this the other day while we were eating our lunch, Mm -hmm. that my boyfriend John has recently, maybe six months to a year, so it's not that recent, but since we started dating, I bullied him into (laughs) developing a skincare routine because I found out he was washing his face with body wash and using a sunscreen thing as a moisturizer and I was like this is not skincare I also don't think that that's that strange for boys not to have a skincare regime I mean I've been with Tim for almost my whole life and I don't think he's picked up a product that's not toothpaste or a bar of soap to be quite honest with you. I mean fair but the problem is John has like incredibly dry skin so he's the complete opposite of me I'm always about like mattifying drying things out I'm very oily and he is like the Sahara he like flakes (laughs) he flakes of how dry he is so I was like we need to sort this out so I took him into Kiehl's and I was like we're gonna get you some big boy product we're gonna take care of this. Okay is John like Tim, because Tim's very specific. It has to be blue. It has to say man on it. No. Jo- well, the thing is with Kiehl's is it's all very clean. So it's all white. Mm, so White and black yep, text. There's yep. nothing to it. But he has his cleanser, his day moisturizer, and his night moisturizer. Ooh. And on the weekend when I bought my NARS palette, I yeah. also bought him a new like little topper of extra hydration for sensitive skin. Is he sticking to his new regime? He is. He's loving it. We do weekly masks together. And oh his skin has never looked better. Gosh, he's really into it now. He might be embarrassed that I'm saying this, but whatever. I don't care. I'm obsessed with this. But he looks beautiful now. He's radiant, and his skin is sore. Just let's let's focus on the fact you said he looks beautiful now. Yep. Now, now, after he's been Alanified, I fixed him. <laughs> I still haven't managed to get Tim into the whole skincare regime thing. He has super sensitive skin. He's just a sensitive boy all round. But I did find him sneaking into my uh, serums last night. Hmm. He confided in me that he had some dry skin after being outdoors all day. <laughs> so that didn't get past me. But I'm I'm intrigued. Is he going to be a regular serum boy now? I think he needs to be. Mm. But, you know. It's all about keeping it simple though. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like it's making a strong change from I just wash it with my body and a loofah. <laughs> it's all one thing. And it's yeah. like as Penny, the dermatologist that came in the other week said, yeah. like 
It's all about the different skin, different thicknesses of the skin. It needs different kind of care. And I feel like boys need to embrace the skin cares. Yes. It doesn't need to be 10 steps. You just need to wash and moisturize. It's not very simple. So for all of our male listeners or even our gals with boyfriends who don't listen or brothers or dads. Exactly. (laughs) It's okay to love your skin, guys. Bully them gently, but they'll (laughs) they'll love you forever if you do. Bully them. Amazing. (laughs) Now let's get straight into our chat with our ray of sunshine, Nikia. With over 800,000 subscribers on YouTube, this former paramedic nurse turned beauty influencer is hitting goal after goal since launching her own channel. She has launched not only her own lipstick with MAC, but her very own brand, Nakia Joy Cosmetics. She's your go-to girl for everything you would simply want to know, and she is kindly spending some time with us today. Welcome, Nakia. Hello, guys. Gosh, this is so exciting. <laughs> We're so glad to have you here today. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. It's awesome. <laughs> Has beauty always been a big part of your life? Oh, look, definitely. As long as I can remember, um, you know, I was sneaking makeup and, you know, just all kinds of beauty products, even into like my school bag without my mum knowing. <laughs> Like, I've just been head over heels obsessed, for, honestly, as long as I can remember, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Did you go to a school that didn't, um, you know, allow makeup? Yeah, no, we weren't yeah. allowed to wear makeup at all. And, like, we, like, I've got a sister. She's only 18 months older than me. Um, we used to sneak makeup into our school bag, put it on at the bus stop so that <laughs> mum didn't know, and then, like, wipe it off before we got home. We were so naughty, but, like, we just loved it. <laughs> yeah, I went to a similar school, and I remember at a year seven disco, I had this, you know, amazing blue eyeshadow that I snuck into my bag, <laughs> and I got told to wipe it off. Like, I was devastated. <laughs> It always hurts so much because you're like, I really worked hard on this. Can you appreciate it? <laughs> Definitely. I was an aggressive lip glosser, like a secret lip gloss because nobody can tell. That's My my li- lips are naturally shiny and glossy, aren't they? It's just what they look like. <laughs> I swear I woke up like this. Like, I swear it. <laughs> Did you have um, a big beauty role model growing up? No, not not really one specifically. Like my mum wasn't, you know, she wasn't a massive makeup wearer herself. She worked as a nurse. Um, you know, she's naturally beautiful on all on her own. But I didn't really have, you know, like one person. You know, you hear a lot of these stories. Um, you know, like people who watch their mum put their makeup on in the morning yeah. and that kind of a thing. But I never really did that. Um, I did used to collect magazines and things though, and I just loved all the colour. Um, you know, even just like the pictures of the actual cosmetic products, I was just, I just used to stare at them all day and <laughs> yeah, like and anyone really was a role model. I didn't have like one in specific, no. <laughs> and when did you decide that you wanted to get into the beauty industry? Was it early on or was it later in life? Um, it was later in life. Um, obviously, you know, I, I worked and I studied in a completely different area. Um, and then I picked up, um, like makeup freelance makeup artistry sort of on the side on the outside of my normal sort of day job I guess you could call it just because I had such a passion for it um there was honestly no real moment that I was like yes this is what I'm going to be doing with my life like it literally just happened (laughs) born out of obsession to be fair well, can you talk us through, a, you know, a regular day in your life? Do you, do you wake up and go straight for the makeup or? 
Um, well, because this is my job now, honestly, it's such a bizarre life to live. Like, mm-hmm. who would have thought that every single day I'd get to play with makeup and, you know, <laughs> that'd be paying the bills? Like, it's the strangest <laughs> thing. But I upload um, three times on my channel. Um, so, you know, a, most of my filming I will try and get done in the studio in the morning and then in the afternoons, like, I work on our brand or I work on sort of like Instagram content or emails and stuff. Um, but it's fair to say I'm pretty much knee deep in makeup every day and I love every <laughs> single second of it. (laughs) Sounds amazing. And what would you say has been the biggest pinch me moment of your career so far? Oh, honestly, there's been so many. Like I count my blessings every single day and, you know, pinch myself every single morning that this is, you know, what I get to do. Launching that lipstick with MAC was a huge, huge, huge thing for me. Um, You know, I I was obsessed with MAC for as long as I can remember. And when they approached me, like I literally just cried on the phone. I was like, (laughs) what, me? Are you sure? sure? Exactly. Like it was just insane. And, um, you know, like launching my own brand, like truly nothing prepares you for how terrifying and exciting that is all wrapped into one. Like it's just amazing, you know, that I even get to do any of this stuff. Like it's, I'm so blessed. (laughs) You mentioned that you were knee deep in makeup every single day. So do you have sort of a a Mary Poppins handbag where it's all shoved in there (laughs) or do you have, you know, specific products that? that No, I do. And it's funny, you mentioned lip gloss before. I am the serial carrier of like 15 (laughs) lip glosses at once. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I forget that they're in there. And then so I grab another one when I'm going out the door and then I'm like, wow, I am carrying a drawer of lip products in my handbag right now. (laughs) Yep. Definitely can relate. You've got to have one in your handbag, one in your car, one in your desk at work. You've got to have them accessible at all times. (laughs) It's so true. And even like my other half, Brandon, like, you know, he's like big coats and stuff that he'll wear in the cooler months. Nine times out of ten, I'll find a lip gloss in the pocket (laughs) when I go to wash it. (laughs) That is hilarious. (laughs) So funny. So what was the last beauty product that you completely used up, finished, scooped everything out of it? Um, probably, oh, you know what? It was a Lush shower scrub. Oh Ooh. my goodness. They've got these little black tubs of shower scrubs mm. and I am like a junkie. Oh my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> they smell incredible. So I've been Yo. going through them probably a little bit quicker than I should be. <laughs> um, it would be either that or a bottle of fake tan. Yeah. The, the two kind of go hand in hand. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your favorite fake tan? I love the Loving Tan. Um, they've got like an ultra dark mousse. I'm an olive skin type, so I'm, you know, I'm fairly tan anyway. And a lot of them, um, you know, a lot of tanners, like I just end up looking like quite orange. It's a little bit scary, but the <laughs> Loving Tan one, it's got like a nice olive, like green undertone. So it looks really, really natural. Yeah. And let's jump into your channel now. What made you decide to start making videos? Well, <laughs> it's a funny story, actually. It wasn't like I just woke up one day and I was like, yes, this is what I'm, I'm, I'm going to film videos of myself and post them on the internet. Because honestly, when I started, that was not a normal thing to do. Like you got the eyebrows when you told someone that. But um, 
I a lot of my makeup clients, you know, that I was working on a lot of brides, a lot of my freelance stuff, they were asking me to teach classes or asking me to teach one-on-one classes, um, you know, in my spare time. And like I was working full time, I was studying, I was doing makeup in the free seconds that I had, and I was like, look, guys, I'm so sorry, but like I literally cannot factor in, you know, teaching classes outside of everything that I'm doing. And I remember one of them was like, well, why don't you, you know, put it in a video, answer like all of the questions that we all ask in a video mm-hmm. and then we can all watch it and it's not like you have to repeat the same thing over and over and I was like huh videos of myself on the internet like <laughs> what now like it was such a strange concept and I never in a million years would have thought to do it and I mentioned it to Brandon and he rather than being like well that's weird like you know like what are you talking about he was like well let's get a camera and let's get it done so it honestly started as like I literally fell into being on YouTube. It wasn't intentional. It wasn't planned. It just sort of happened out of, I don't know, circumstances. Yeah, strange. (laughs) Do you remember the point where you um, sat back and and realised that this was your your full-time job? Yes, because I (laughs) – it took me a very, very long time to let go of my other job. (laughs) And I was like, no, I I think I reduced to part-time and then I reduced to casual. And I remember Brandon was like, Nikia, you're working (laughs) like 18 hours a day. You need to stop. And I was like, no, I can't let anything go. And then, yeah, finally enough was enough. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to actually – you know, start doing this full time. And I mean, it's terrifying because it's not, it's not a stable income like, you know, you're used to when you're working for someone else. Like it's a very, very different lifestyle. Mm. So I remember it clear as day when I finally quit my other job. (laughs) Uh, And and what about actually making the videos? How do you come up with the ideas or... That sort of um, there's there's a lot of factors that go into it. I mean, I'm very very lucky. Um, I do work closely with a lot of brands, and so I'm lucky enough to receive a lot of the products before they're launched, you know, to the public, yeah. so I can actually test things and review things and recommend things, um, you know, in time with when they're released. And also, like, I've just got the most fantastic audience. Um, they've always let me know what they want to see. They always let me know ideas and things that they're interested in. Um, so a lot of my content planning you know comes from them directly and I mean I say it all the time like the channel and the content and the videos you know it's for the people watching it's not necessarily um you know all the things that I might particularly you know what like I might particularly want to do like it's things that other people want to see so I try to really Mm -hmm. listen to other people and you know get the videos out that they're wanting and that they're needing yeah yeah and you've also been very open with your your skin troubles throughout the year yeah. as well. Do you find that being you know upfront with these has helped um your audience embrace you and really you know get behind you? Yeah, no, definitely. I think so. There's, a, I find a lot of the time in this industry, um, you know, a lot of bloggers and, you know, even girls in the magazines and stuff, everybody looks so perfect all the time. And, uh, you know, for me, like, that was just never really that relatable. Like, I'm not perfect. I get breakouts. I've got oily skin. Yeah. I, you know, struggle with everyday things that everyday people struggle with. And so I was like, well, I'm not going to hide any of this like I'm a completely normal human so um you know and it's the best way that I can help other people is to be as real as possible and to show everything that I go through because it's the only way that I can help people like looking perfect all the time isn't going to help anybody um (laughs) you know like having normal skin like everyone's got normal skin like 
you know, like, yeah, it's it's something that we all face. So I, I love it. And it's funny too, before I did this, you know, I didn't feel comfortable leaving the house without makeup. Um, you know, I was sort of quite self-conscious about it. But mm. through this journey and through, you know, constantly being in videos with no makeup on, I now feel totally confident without makeup on. Um, it's like completely changed my perspective. That's great. And do you yeah. find that sharing that has helped your audience kind of come out and be confident in their own skin as well, just by seeing you living your life? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely think that it has. Um, I've I've got all of my oily skin sisters now embracing their oily skin <laughs> rather than fearing it. <laughs> And I tell them all the time, you know, you'll age slower. You know, your skin will age slower. Embrace it. This is a good thing to have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, jumping straight into Nakia Joy Cosmetics, what was your inspiration behind launching your own brand? Oh, this is, I, just, I just still get, I get goosebumps even still talking about it. I absolutely love it. Um, I know, and I'm <laughs> such a child. <laughs> Funny. Um, being, you know, having an oily skin type and sensitive eyes and, you know, things that every everyday people struggle with, um, I struggled to find products that actually met my needs, you know, like sort of perfectly. Like, for example, we started, we launched with eyelashes and I just, I've got small eyes, like I'm a normal sized, you know, like I don't have big, beautiful model eyes or anything. And I always had a hard time finding lashes that actually fit my eyes that weren't, you know, sort of really, really big or didn't make my eyes water when wearing them um and it's the same with our skin products like basically there we find niches in the beauty market you know that aren't already filled and we try and find products that actually work for you rather than against you kind of a thing Mm -hmm. um yeah it's kind of like need-based products yeah it's just so exciting and oh the messages that we get from people you know our beautiful customers saying how much we've helped them how much we've helped their confidence like it's just overwhelming like I'm so like I said earlier I'm so blessed to be able to do what I do (laughs) (laughs) was it important for you to also ensure that your products were cruelty free from the get-go yeah, no, definitely. I'm a huge advocate in cruelty free. Love. I've got a little fluffy fur baby, and <gasps> you know, <laughs> she's gorgeous. She's a little pomeranian, and she's only two point five kilograms. Oh my she's gosh. literally bite sized. <laughs> so tiny. <laughs> she's teeny, teeny, tiny, and you know, like it, it just goes against everything that I believe in to even think of harming you know, an animal, like just absolutely no way. So cruelty-free is huge for us. And also, you know, things that are really, really good for your skin. We try and infuse all of our products with like skincare ingredients and stuff to make sure everything's like absolutely as good for you as possible. Yeah. And how do you feel about the fact that so many women and, and girls look up to you? It must be so surreal. Oh, it's crazy because I don't <laughs> feel any different to, you know, how I did before. Even yeah. like, you know, like it's amazing. People come up and they ask for photos and things like that. And I'm like, oh, what me? Like what? what I get confused. Like, do you, are you sure you're talking to me? Like, cause I just forget. Like, <laughs> it's so funny, but you know, it's, it's just, it's an honor to be able to help people and to be able to make people feel better. Um, there's nothing, there's nothing that I could want more. Um, just, it's a blessing, an absolute blessing. Yeah. And, and what about when you're having a lazy day at home? Do you still like to be all dolled up or, or are you, you know, in your PJs all day kind of gal? 
oh girl i'm <laughs> i absolutely live in tracksuit pants i've got this strange thing going on, the, on at the minute i'm collecting bonds tracksuit pants because they're in all different colors amazing <laughs> i can support that <laughs> i am the ultimate sloth life like hashtag sloth <laughs> Oh, I love it. And, like, even, like, I'll film when I film. Usually, you know, I'll take my makeup off straight away because, um, yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm not into hanging around. Like, I look horrendous nine times out of ten, <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> Live for it. And what would you say the most challenging part of your job juggling, you know, your own brand and your social media channels? What's the hardest part to kind of balance it all out? Um, Initially, it was quite like a bit of a shock to the system as far as like time management and things go, um, you know, because normally you've got a time where you start work, a time where you finish work. And I really struggled to separate like my personal life from my work life because we were working from home kind of a thing. Like we did really struggle with that at the start. I'm just getting used to it. But now like we've sort of got all that under underway, um, probably maybe – at this point in time, um, you know, just trying to keep people happy. Like it's not um, it's not the easiest thing and there's a lot of pressure um, like quite a lot of the time. And, you know, even like one thing that you might say that you just don't mean anything by it, like it, it can really upset someone without you even meaning. Like it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty full on, like a lot of pressure. But like I just, I honestly love everything about what I do. Like I'm so lucky. So I really can't complain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And what about in the world of social media? You know, everything's constantly evolving. Do you find that you need to, you know, roll with the punches and and adapt to the newest thing as well? Um, I think that it's always good to evolve, you know, as as things around you are evolving. But at the same time, I feel like I've always really stayed true to myself and to who I am and true to my content. Like I know there's been like a lot of, you know, sort of viral sort of challenges and things like that. Yeah. Um, but I never really jumped on the bandwagon of that because I know my audience comes to me for advice and for recommendations. So I know that you know, if if I did that, you know, that kind of content, um, it, it probably wouldn't serve anybody any good. Like it's not going to answer any questions that they've got kind of a thing. Mm. Um, so, you know, like I, I, I try to sort of – and I also I just feel like I'm not – like I'm not 18 anymore as well, you know. <laughs> like I, I, I can't <laughs> – I feel you on that one. <laughs> yeah, like I, I can't like do – I don't know, and I'm not even interested in the same kind of things that I was, you know, perhaps like five, six, seven years ago. Yeah. So I, I really try to stay as true to myself as possible. Um, I mean, it's working so far, so. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> and how do you deal with the negativity that often goes kind of hand in hand with social media and having such a big platform? Yeah, it's a it's a tricky one, that one. Um it's something I think that we all sort of learn early on in the piece. Um, the thing that I've tried to remember is that, you know, usually it's not personal. Like even though this, you know, this person's, you know, they might be really coming at you for whatever it is. It's like they don't actually know who you are. They've never met you. They don't know your values. They don't know what you believe in. They don't know, you know, the kind things that you might do outside of, you know, your online presence. Um, I try to remember like this isn't personal this person doesn't know me. So how would they know that about me? Like, how could I be, you know, this horrible person if they've never even met me kind of a thing? Like usually 
and it's 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 sad and it's the way that it is but usually when someone's saying horrible things to you online it's usually because they're not feeling so crash hot about themselves um so I really try and keep that in mind and keep the sass to a minimum because that's hard too <laughs> like if I'm feeling particularly sassy I have to stay out of my comments oh goodness <laughs> Because it's hard. Like, it's hard not to be like, well, excuse me, don't you talk to me like that. How dare you? <laughs> Wave your finger at them in cyberspace. Yeah, yeah. you kind of just have to ignore it and just, you know, recognise that it's not about you, it's about them. And, I mean, it's the same with bullies and anything in, you know, in real life. Like, it's usually not anything to do with you. Mm. Um, it's usually the other person that's having a hard time, yeah. So is that sort of your best piece of advice when it comes to dealing with, um, you know, social media trolls to just ignore it and keep your inner sassy to yourself? <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, definitely. Um, we've all been in situations when we've been like, okay, definitely should not have written that. Delete, 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 <laughs> <Yes>. delete. <laughs> but like kill it with kindness as well. Like nothing works better. I'm usually like, oh, you know, that's a lovely thing to say. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> Usually nine times out of ten it makes them more mad. But like what else what else can you do? Just yeah. just be kind back and um or or just ignore or delete. You can also there's that handy handy delete button. <laughs> Nothing works better. <laughs> do you try and keep your life um away from social media or do you sometimes tend to share, you know, or all, all of you? Um, I try to share as much as I'm sort of comfortable with and that, you know, that changes depending on how I'm feeling and whatnot. I I do keep Brandon and my relationship, um, you know, fairly behind closed doors because it's special to me and it's special to him and, um, you know, I don't think that that's something that needs to be, you know, particularly sort of flaunted all over the internet and like my family, I try to sort of keep them separate um, as much as I can Um, but, I, I mean, I, I share everything like work-related and sort of general life-related, but not the private stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Too so, much information. <laughs> <laughs> so what is next? What is next for you and Nakia Joy Cosmetics? Where will we see you in the next 12 months to five years? Oh, I love this question. I am like a little piranha and I just can't stop working and I need to slow down. But we have got so many exciting new products launching. Um, And it's funny too being on this side of the fence now as like – so I've been on the other side working with brands, but you never realize how much time actually goes into creating one product. Um, From the other end of the – like on the other end of the scale, it feels like it's overnight. But like we've got a product launching at the end of this week that we've literally been working on for two years now and that's just how long it takes. Yeah, but we've got lots of exciting things coming. The idea really is to have like a fully-fledged cosmetic line um, eventually. Um, Yeah, it just – it really – it takes a long time. (laughs) (laughs) It's a slow burn. (laughs) Um, so let's end with our rapid five questions. Alana, do you want to take it away? I will. I'm ready. Are you ready, Nikia? <laughs> oh, I'm so I was born ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The first one, if you could only use one beauty product for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, Estee Lauder Double Wear Foundation, the queen of Ooh, all foundations. A classic. <laughs> <laughs> what one word would you use to describe your beauty routine? Oh, creative. Your yes. biggest beauty fail? <laughs> oh, blonde hair. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm naturally like dark, dark brunette. It was not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> 
What is the one beauty trend you've never mastered? Contouring my nose. I, it never looks right on me. I can do yeah. it on other people, but on me, wow, it's scary. <laughs> <laughs> and when do you feel you're most beautiful? Probably with no makeup on, to be honest. And five years ago, I would never have said that. But now, like, I really do feel comfortable in my own skin. Oh, and your rainbow collection of Bonds trackies. <laughs> Oh, the ultimate fat pants. I love it. They're so good. <laughs> so good. Um, and if you could give your 16-year-old self one piece of advice, what would it be? Um, probably don't be so concerned with other people's opinions of you. Like I feel like that haunted us all as teens growing up. And we were always like, oh, you know, they might think this and they might think that. But I just think, you know, be yourself, do what you love um, and you'll be happy. Yeah. Oh, it was an absolute <laughs> pleasure speaking to you. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you. It's fun. She is the happiest person in the world. I really want to see her tracksuit pant collection. Can she do an Instagram story on just pants? <laughs> I support that. <laughs> just a tour of my tracksuit pants. Oh, that's all we have time for today, girlfriends. But please make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Please rate, review the podcast. It means we can get into more earholes each and every week. You can also find us on Instagram at Beauty Boss Podcast. And make sure you tell us what you want to hear more of and who you want to hear it from. Also, tell us if you have a topic that you want us to discuss in our next chatty segment in case we don't have a fail for you, but we'd like to chat. 100%. And next episode, as per usual, we'll be bringing you another awesome interview with another one of our favourite beauty girl bosses. So make sure you tune in. Until then, try drying off your fake tan with baby powder so it doesn't transfer. Bye. Bye.